Father, we thank you for the gathering of your people, for the gathering of the leaders, for the gathering of your shepherds. Oh God, we ask that as we begin our shepherds' camp tonight, take us through all the days faithfully, strongly, powerfully in the mighty name of Jesus and let the believers shout a huge Amen. Madura bada 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 Rodoski parunu safari los kaparandus kepara Oh God Okay let me start with an introduction for the entire camp not just for tonight but for the shepherd's camp isaiah chapter 55 verse 1 through to 5. oh god madura dabada gadabada isaiah chapter 55 verse 1 through to 5. I think because Sewa is not here, nobody is posting the scripture for us. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1. Is anyone thirsty? Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, Come, take your choice of wine and or milk. It's all free. Verse 2. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? God bless you, my dear. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? You need to understand this there is a kind of food that you only get by spending money and the bible said this kind of food does not give you strength which means that the physical strength the physical nutrients you are able to obtain from the food you eat is not enough to take you through this life There are people who eat a lot and yet are weak. Because when we are talking about strength, we are not talking about the load you can carry physically. We are not talking about the cement bags you can carry. No. 
there is a kind of strength that only comes from God and that is what I'm talking about tonight why spend your money on food that does not give you strength why pay for food that does you no good don't spend all your time eating don't spend all your time resting you must set aside a certain time that you feed on a different kind of food that gives you a different kind of strength you must feed on a different kind of food that does you a different kind of good and that is why we set aside one whole week to go through the shepherd's camp so that we can all feed on this kind of food listen to me verse 2 and you eat what is good spiritually everything is different spiritually things are not saying that you see listen to the bible carefully the bible said listen to me and you will eat what is good now let me ask you how can you eat with your ear physically people eat with their mouth but spiritually the bible is saying listen to me and you will eat what is good there is a different kind of food that doesn't go through your mouth but goes through your ear hear me being here is not a mistake being here you are feeding on something being here and listening to us you are feeding on something do not think it is one of the other services no it's not because in this kind of service it is set aside specifically for you to feed on this kind of food i haven't started tonight's message yet this is a general introduction for the shepherd's camp and why we do it listen to me and you will eat what is good you will enjoy the finest food the bible calls this the finest food the finest food this kind of food that you 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 can listen to it or feed on it through your ears the bible is saying it is the finest food this is why we are doing the shepherd's camp once every year for the entire week so that you can enjoy the benefits of the finest food am i speaking to somebody verse 3 come to me with your ears wide open this kind of food is not about your lips this kind you see i don't know if there are people here who do not have their notebooks ready if you have your notebook let me see you by hand you have your notebook ready let me see you by hand thelma god bless you madura josephine god bless you kinke god bless you miracle god bless you my son paul god bless you madura be god bless you come to me with your ears wide open listen and you'll find life this gabriel god bless you this kind of food there is also life in it but you will not feed on it with your lips you will not feed on it with anything else but your ear the bible said come to me with your ears wide open which means that all we do in the shepherd's camp is to listen 
So people are wondering, oh, how is the shepherd's camp any different from? Listen, the shepherd camp, the shepherd's camp is so different because we do it for the entire week, which is even longer than our our anniversary conference. And all we are doing is we are listening. We are listening. We are listening. And God himself said, come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. The life is hidden in the things I am sharing. The life is hidden up in the words I am speaking up. Jesus said the words I speak up. They are spirit and they are life. So if only you can listen to me attentively, then you can find the life in the word I am sharing. and then he said i will make an everlasting covenant with you god doesn't make covenants with people who are dying which means that if you have a dying spiritual life god cannot establish a covenant with you if you have a dying prayer life god cannot establish a covenant with you because he said when you listen and you are able to find the life then i will make an everlasting covenant with you which means the covenant comes up after the life is found and the life is not found until a word is released and this word or this kind of word is not released anywhere else but in shepherd's camp so when you are part of the shepherd's camp you are here to listen and when you are here to listen and you listen attentively you will find that life and when you are able to find the life the Lord shall then establish an everlasting covenant with you this is for the leaders i will give you all the unfailing love i promised to david verse 4 see how i used him to display my power among the people so those who go to the mountain crying for power oh lord this day i receive power this day i want power this day come on what are you doing have you not read the scripture the bible said after he has established an everlasting covenant with you he will give you all the unfailing love that he promised to david and see how he he made him display god's power among the people just by listening you receive that power that is what the bible is saying just by listening you receive that power just by listening you receive that power just by it is not it is not about going to spend years on a mountain no you need to listen the power to overcome is hidden in the word the power to excel is hidden in the word the power to triumph is hidden in the word the power to overtake is hidden in the word if only you you can listen verse 5 verse 4 says I made him a leader among the nations verse 5 you also will command nations you do not know her and peoples unknown to you will come running to obey her I declare upon your life because you have decided to register for the shepherd's camp and you just didn't register but you have decided to stay through the course I pray that you also shall command nations you do not know her 
peoples unknown to you will come running to obey in the name of Jesus declare I receive it and as you declare it shall be your portion as you declare it shall be your portion as you declare it shall be your portion in the name of Jesus you are not too big to declare you are not too big to type in you are not too big right now anybody that will go through the course the Lord shall make you anew the Lord shall make you command nations the Lord shall make you overtake kingdoms and people who do not know you shall even come and obey because of the Lord I am the Lord I change that not Ali Suparaha if la Shout Jesus three times. I haven't started tonight's message yet, but I'm about to start. This was just an introduction. Our topic for tonight is called or entitled losing to gain somebody say losing to gain losing to gain losing to gain I'm so excited about the shepherd's camp For tonight's topic, we will take our principal verse from Luke chapter 9, verse 23. The gospel according to Luke, the ninth chapter, verse 23. Oh God. Then Jesus said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Then Jesus said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me if the Bible is for you you can highlight this verse you can underline this verse and I want to break it down now out of this scripture out of this scripture i am going to deduce the six d's somebody say the six d's the letter d the six d's d for dog the six d's 
Then Jesus said to them, If anyone, that is our first D, listen to this carefully. If anyone, the word if is introducing a conditional clause on the condition or the supposition that something could or could not happen. The very moment the word if is used, we are talking about a conditional situation, which means you can decide to choose it or not. You can decide to go through it or not. You can decide to accept it or not because a condition is introduced by using the word if. So Jesus said, if anyone. So the first D is called decision. Somebody say decision. The first D, write it down. The first D from the scripture is called decision. If anyone, that is decision. And then Jesus said, desires to come after me. The next D is called desire. Decision is never enough if you do not have a desire. Many of you decide that you are going to do this or that, but the desire to go through with it is not there. Many of you decide that you are going to do this or own this or buy this or, or, or go through with a process, but the desire is not there. So when Jesus first spoke about decision, what he meant to say is, even after you decide, you need another tool, you need another equipment to be able to go through with what I am talking about. You made the decision to be a part of the shepherd's camp and so you registered. That is decision but in order to stay on course you need another tool called desire. When we talk about desire, we are talking about a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing to wishing for something to happen. So by registering for the shepherd's camp, you decided to be a part of it. That is why you registered. But to even start, you need a desire. A desire is a strong feeling of wanting something to happen. So just the fact that you've been able to join the first night means that your desire is active and that strong feeling is there. That strong emotion is there. That strong desire is there. That is the second D. You need to understand when you come into Christ, the first thing you need is to decide because if you are not able to decide, you cannot be in Christ and deciding to be in Christ is not enough. Even after you decide, you must have the desire to truly be in God and for him to be in you. And so you firstly decide and then you desire him. Which brings us to the third D. The third D. Jesus said, let him deny himself. 
The third D is called denial. Somebody say denial. Denial is the state that one refuses to admit the truth or existence of the truth. <laughs> oh, I love this. Listen to this carefully. When you make the decision to be in God, you will need to have the desire to stay with God. But your desire is not enough. You need to deny yourself. By denying yourself, it simply means you are denying any other desire that you might have for anything else. To be fully active in God, you need to deny yourself. And by denying yourself, you are refusing to admit the truth that you love this. So you deny it. You know the truth is I love this. You know the truth is I desire this. But you deny it. Kincaid says I'm moving quite fast. <laughs> Am I moving too fast? So let's go back. If anyone, that is a condition because of the word if, and conditions need decisions demand decisions so because jesus said if anyone there is a decision to be made now after you have made the decision your decision to be in god to to build up your spiritual life to be active in god is not enough you need another equipment another tool another asset called desire and desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen so i said by registering for the shepherd's camp that was you making the decision to be a part of the program but decision is not enough because there are people who registered who are still not here there are nearly 20 people who registered and yet we do not have 20 people here right now do you understand so the, those people had the decision or made the decision to be a part of the shepherd's camp but to, to be truly part you need a desire to be there you need a desire to start but these people who are not here do not have that desire so they couldn't even start in the first place now after desire comes in desire is not enough so Jesus said let him deny himself which brings us to the third thing or the third D, which is denial. And when we talk about denial, we are talking about the state that one refuses to admit the truth. <laughs> <laughs> 
which means that the truth is you are tired from work the truth is you might not have bando or enough bando the truth is that you might be lacking something but jesus said let that man let that woman deny himself or herself which means that even though you know it is true that you could be doing something else even though you know it is true that you could be watching something else even though you know it's true that you could be listening to something else you must deny that fact in order to be to to ensure that you are a part of this camp and you go through it successfully are we on the same page the first d is decision second d desire third d denial all right so let's move on now jesus said and take up his cross and let him or let her take up his or her cross which brings in the the fourth d called dedication somebody say dedication dedication you know carrying a cross is not an easy thing so for jesus to say you have to carry your cross means that you need to be dedicated dedication is the quality of being committed to a task or purpose decision is not enough even though you need to make it desire is not enough even though you need to have it denial is not enough even though you need to let yourself go and deny the the obvious truths you need to be dedicated also you need to be dedicated to the cause you need to be dedicated to god you need to be dedicated to the shepherd's camp and you need to be dedicated to prayer life because anybody who is not dedicated to the shepherd's camp will not be here and will be able to stay through the 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 entire week no that is dedication like i said there are people that we started the shepherd's camp with paul is here beatrice is here we started the shepherd's camp with them that was two years ago and every year they are still a part of it this is dedication there is a point where denying the obvious truths are not enough because if you are not dedicated there would always be an an excuse dedication is the quality of being committed to a task an assignment or a purpose are we together now the fifth d is daily jesus said if anyone desires to come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily every day daily done produced or occurring every day every day you are dedicated you see being dedicated is not enough if you are not frequent with it 
if you are only dedicated every year that is not enough if you are only dedicated every month that is not enough jesus is saying be dedicated daily because he said if you truly want to be in me stay in me and do exploits in me you need to be dedicated daily every day you are dedicated every day that you are called upon you are there to respond you are there to comply you are there to work hard that is dedication and not just dedication but dedication daily the problem with a lot of believers is that they always make their decision but just along the line they they miss their desire they lose their desire they lose their passion so decision is not enough even though it is very important you only need to make a decision before you start have you not thought about it decision is only relevant when you are about to start but the very moment you start decision is now useless you only decide to drive if you have not started driving yet now when you start driving deciding to drive becomes useless many of you can make the decision that you are going to build your prayer life and the very moment you start praying that that decision is no longer needed because you've now started praying now when you start moving you need the desire to start so desire is only there to start desire is like the spark that starts the fire decision is going for the matchbox and taking one match out of the box desire is lighting up that match you have in your hand and to be able to light up there has to be a friction for the match to light and it is the desire you have that helps you overcome that friction because the friction is needed to light up that match now after you light up any match you need to know there are obvious truths such that the wind can blow off the light you know that even if you take that that match to any flammable object you can light up a whole building these are the truths but jesus is saying you need to deny those obvious truths this is just a scenario now if you have ever seen anybody light up a match some people try to cover it with their hands so that the, the light or the fire doesn't blow off have you seen that before that people light up a match and they try to cover it with their hand or with their palm so that the the fire doesn't quench that is dedication trying to protect the fire trying to keep the fire burning trying to keep the fire active that is dedication 
But if you decide not to cover it whilst the wind is still blowing, then it will just blow out the fire. And so you have lost your dedication or you do not have dedication. But dedication is when you try to cover up the fire to keep it, to keep it burning, to keep it ablaze. That is dedication. Now, daily is how often or how long you are willing to do that. Daily, every day, every time. That is how long you are willing to keep your hands or to keep your dedication up, to keep your dedication active, to keep your hands around the fire, to keep the wind from blowing it out. That is dedication. That is dedication daily. And the last thing Jesus said, and follow me. And follow me. Following is all about direction, which is the last D. So from decision to desire to denial to dedication to daily and then to direction. Why do you want to keep your prayer life active? What direction are you headed? Why do you want to keep your spiritual life active? Where is your direction? Why do you want to go through the shepherd's camp for the entire week? Where is your direction? Because dedication without desire is a waste of time. Sorry, dedication without direction is a waste of time. There are people who are called to be doctors and yet they are busily learning how to swim to teach people how to swim and they just want to work around the poolside. Think about it. No matter how dedicated you would be at the poolside, it is still irrelevant because your calling is for you to be a doctor. So dedication without direction is pointless. So I ask you again, why do you want to keep your prayer life active? The reason a lot of people want to want to be able to pray well is simply because they want to travel. It's simply because they are looking for a miracle. And that is why when the miracle comes, they are done with prayer because they never had a direction that had to do with God in the first place. Their direction was to benefit them. Why am I dedicated to this shepherd's camp? Because I am moving in the direction of God that states that we need to raise up good shepherds of Jesus Christ that will lead the flock of God, that will lead the people of God, that will lead the shepherd of God, the sheep of God. So I am dedicated to the cause according to the will of God. The will of God is my direction. Are we together decision desire denial dedication daily and direction take me to philippians chapter 2 verse 3 philippians chapter 2 verse 3 is somebody learning something and are you recording something are you writing something are you writing something are you writing? i want to know you are learning philippians chapter 2 verse 3 Don't be selfish. 
Don't be selfish. Why do you want to have the ability to prophesy? Why do you want to have or become a pastor? Why do you want to have a wife? Why do you want to have a husband? Why? Don't be selfish. The very moment you are selfish, there is no direction you are in or walking in. Don't try to impress others. There are people who are not selfish and yet all they do is to try and impress other people. So that they will know you are hardworking. So that they will know you are beautiful. So that they will know you are this. So that they will know you. To what point? Anything you do that is outside the will of God is to impress other people. Think about it critically. Anything you do that is not in the will of God is to impress other people. Either to impress you yourself or other people. There are two kinds of Christians that have problems. The first kind are those who are selfish. The second kind are those who try their best to impress the next person. That is it. Why do you want a new shirt? Who is complaining about the old ones? Why do you need to move and live on your own? Who is complaining about where you are living? Why do you need to be in a relationship so bad? Why? It's either you are selfish or you are trying to impress yourself or you are trying to impress other people anything you do that is outside the will of god is either selfish or being done to impress others or yourself so the bible said be humble which means that if you are selfish you are not humble if you do things to impress others you are not humble which means that even if you are part of this shepherd's come to impress me you are proud because i am not doing the shepherd's come to impress you no i am doing it because that is the will of god for me and for us i am not doing it to impress myself and i am not doing it to impress my followers no so the bible then commands us be humble be you see be humble is one phrase that we have heard so many times in our lives but that i think that a lot of people do not even understand what being humble means don't you know the bible explains the bible has a definition for being humble the bible said thinking of others as better than yourself that is the definition of humility are you humble many of you will say yes but do you think that others or do you think of others as better than you everybody will say no so i ask again are you humble Sure. Now we are wine way, or your wine way, 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 wine. Ah, people.
humble is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance you know how important you are you know how powerful you are you know the kind of person god has made you but the definition of humility is laying aside that thing and serving well laying aside that thing and serving humbly laying aside that thing and 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 conforming to the will of god that is being humble so even though you are so big even though you are so great even though you are so mighty when the lord demands that you sit in a service for four hours you simply do that when the lord demands that you carry somebody else's loads you do it when the lord demands that you give everything you have you do it because that is the definition of humility Philippians chapter 2 verse 4. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. And this statement, this verse is very important. The Bible said, don't look out only for your own interest. It is important that you realize that every single human being on earth, whether they are the archbishop or they are the pope, you need to understand that each and every one of us have our personal interests. Whether you deny it or not, that is it. Because the Bible said, don't look out only for your interests. So everybody, everybody has this. But the Bible said, take an interest in others too. Which means even the Bible itself is encouraging you to pay close attention to your interests. But do not land there. Do not stand there. Do not stay there. But you must also pay attention to the interests of other people. You need to understand your husband has his interests. Your wife has her interests. Your friends have their interests. Your fathers have their interests. But a humble person is he who also pays attention to the interests of others. It is not a sin to have an interest. Sometimes there is a man that wants to work with you. There is a man that wants to be in a relationship with you. And they have their own interest. There is nothing wrong with having an interest. Or with them having their own interest. But it only becomes a problem if they do not want to hear about yours or pay attention to yours. and the bible said in verse 5 you must have the same attitude that jesus christ had losing to gain you must have the same attitude that jesus christ had in order to gain anything at all in this world you must lose something if you want to have a baby as a woman you must be willing to take seed 
for nine months before you can have a baby there is always a point where you lose before you gain matthew chapter 13 verse 44 this is jesus speaking matthew chapter 13 verse 44 jesus said again the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in the field which a man found and hid and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that land or buys that field in order to gain the kingdom of God in order to gain the protection of God in order to gain the grace of God in order to gain anything at all from God you must firstly lose something up this rich man he had to lose all that he had up in order to gain up the kingdom of God am I speaking to somebody up there is no point up in your Christian life up where you would gain up without losing up where you would gain up without losing up where you would gain up without losing it doesn't work Philippians chapter 3 verse 7 but what things were gained to me Apostle Paul is speaking but what things were gained to me these I have counted loss for Christ Paul said, all the things I gained in my life, all the things I gained in my destiny, all the things I gained in my job, in my business, I, I counted it all lost for Christ, which means I exchanged it. I had to lose everything to gain Christ. I had to lose my attention to get the attention of Christ. I had to, I had to lose my money to gain the money of Christ. Follow carefully verse 8 yet indeed i also count all things lost for excellence of the knowledge of christ jesus my lord for whom i have suffered the loss of all things i have suffered the loss of all things and i count those things as rubbish that i may gain christ are we together do you and are you are you getting something or you still do not know the direction in which we have we are headed hebrews chapter 10 verse 9 hebrews chapter 10 verse 9 then he said look i have come to do your will a man said i have come to do the will of god and the bible said god cancels the first covenant in order to put the second into effect <laughs> oh god what is this I have come to do your will. You see, I've, just as you've come, you've, you've joined the shepherd's camp. You've come to do the will of God by going through the shepherd's camp. But God doesn't just accept you 
See what he does first. The Bible said he cancels the first covenant in order to put the second into effect. What is this? The first covenant is what you have gained with or without God. Everything you have worked so hard for, everything you thought you built for yourself, the dignity, the, the self-respect, whatever you thought you built for yourself, your temperament, whatever you thought you built for yourself, whenever you come to do the will of God, the Bible said the first thing God does is to cancel out the first covenant. What do I mean? God cancels out or takes away your pride. He takes away your confidence. He takes away everything you have learned. He takes away what you know. He takes away what you are comfortable with. Until God takes all of these things away, you can never gain what is of the second covenant. To better understand Hebrews chapter 10 verse 9. Let me read from the New King James Version. The Bible says, he said, behold, I have come to do your will, O God. God takes away the first that he may establish the second. He takes away what you have built for yourself. The ideologies, the personalities, the temperaments, the money, whatever you have built for yourself with or without him. Whenever you come before him to do his will, he would take away that thing first before he can establish the next thing. Who doesn't understand this? By everything, I do not mean God takes away or empties your bank account to no. I do not mean because you have an idea, you have a mindset. Imagine God takes away your memories. That is not what I'm talking about. What I mean is when you come to do the will of God, those ideologies you thought you had to, to go through it, it, that is not how it is, no. Those mindsets, the ideologies, the, the resources you thought you needed to go through the will of God, no. It doesn't work like that. He takes away all that you think you need to go through it. No. That energy you think you need to go through it. That desire you think you need to go through it. That passion you think you need to know. He takes away all of that and he gives you something else. Am I making sense? Okay, you see, let me take you to the story of Jesus that I think many people have not come to understand. Revelation chapter 5 verse 12. Now let me ask you this question in case you know. What did Jesus gain after losing his life or after sacrificing his life on the cross? What did Jesus gain? Who knows? Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. 
and they sang in a mighty chorus worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered i hope you know what it means to be slaughtered it means to be killed violently okay also gabriel god bless you watch this carefully <laughs> worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered he was killed violently he was crucified on the cross we, we all know the story right who doesn't know about the violent death of jesus but it doesn't end there worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered and the bible went ahead to say to receive pay attention to this he was not just killed he was not just blasphemed he was not just betrayed he was not just abused he was killed to receive something whenever there is a losing there would always be a gaining at the end of the day if you lost to god <laughs> i don't know if i am making sense jesus didn't have it all as many of you think before he came to die no he wasn't all powerful before he came to die he you see the bible said he was slaughtered or he was slaughtered to receive power to receive riches to receive wisdom to receive strength to receive honor to receive glory to receive blessing these are seven things that jesus received out of what he lost these are seven things that jesus received or jesus gained because of what he lost which meant that he didn't have these seven things before he lost it i don't know if i am speaking to somebody am i making any sense at all people shepherds leaders team vkm work with me is somebody getting my story this is what the bible is saying jesus was killed you see those who think if they do not accept jesus um they are only taking advantage of of his sacrifice and it means his sacrifice means nothing who told you there is a contract i will speak on it on another day but there is a contract that every person signs with god when he calls you jesus didn't just say he was coming to die because he wanted to save the church no there was there were other things that he was also going to receive so after jesus came to lose his life he gained power he gained riches he gained wisdom he gained strength he gained honor he gained glory and he gained blessing these are seven powerful things that god gave jesus after he lost his life do not forget jesus had glory in the past before he died he had power in the past before he died he had things other things he 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 could he could transform he could teleport he could do a lot of things even in the old testament but he came as a mere human being by losing all of those things when jesus came on earth he couldn't teleport when jesus came on earth he couldn't manifest in the form of fire when jesus came on earth he couldn't do any of these things because he was losing all 
all of that uh, to gain something greater, to gain something better. Hereby in Solema Tufralesh, the Bible says uh, Jesus was slaughtered uh, to receive power. Uh, he was slaughtered uh, to receive riches. Uh, he was slaughtered uh, to receive wisdom. Uh, he was slaughtered uh, to receive strength. Uh, he was slaughtered uh, to receive honor uh, and receive glory uh, and receive blessing. Uh, these are seven things uh, Jesus gained uh, as a result of what he lost. People, are we on the same page? Am I teaching somebody? Haluma superada. But these were not the only seven things he received. There is an eighth thing that Jesus received because eight is a number of new beginning. Take me to Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient even to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9, therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. Verse 10, that all at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth the eighth item or the eighth blessing that Jesus received was a name that is highly as exalted far above any other name that is the name Jesus Christ Jesus didn't have this name until he was dead and gone Jesus didn't have an exaltation to his name until he was dead and gone until he lost until he lost until he lost is somebody learning something shout yes Am I teaching somebody? People. So Jesus received power, riches, wisdom, strength, and glory, blessing. And the eighth thing was a, an exalted name, not just a name. This is why we still pray through the name of Jesus, because his name is exalted. Before he was dead and resurrected, nobody ever prayed through his name. Do you understand this? And let me shock you. Before Jesus was even born, the name Jesus had not been given to him those of you who think Jesus was called Jesus in the Old Testament no he didn't have a name <laughs> you don't know some of you are holding on to something that you think this is all I need this is my blessing no no 
you need to let that thing go that God can Jesus didn't have a name in the Old Testament can I can I prove it to you Jesus didn't have a name in the Old Testament the Bible said an angel who appeared to an Egyptian slave called Hagar Hagar met an angel when Abraham and Sarah sat down from the house the Bible said they encountered an angel right that angel was Jesus the Bible couldn't name him because there was no name so the Bible said and an angel of the Lord and if the Bible is for you check it carefully you realize that the angel is spelled with a capital A check the new King James version or the King James version Jesus didn't have a name so they couldn't define him before you lose what you have to gain what is from God or before God takes away the first covenant and gives you the second covenant you are still undefined that is why many people your ministries are still undefined your sacrifices are still undefined because you are still holding on to something and Jesus was still undefined so the Bible called him an, an angel of the Lord Abba can't you mention his name even Michael the Bible said and Michael the, the archangel of God and Jesus you are only calling him an angel Michael and 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 Jesus who is greater but Jesus had not yet lost what he was holding on to so he couldn't be defined <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Any ministry that is still undefined, that ministry has not lost what it is still holding on to. The Bible said, Jesus was one of the three strangers who visited Abraham. The Bible said, and three strangers visited Abraham. And when Abraham saw him, he bowed down and said, my Lord. Jesus was one of them. But see the title that the Bible gave him. Three strangers. Jesus was undefined. So the Bible called him a stranger. Is somebody learning something? Verse 3. Sorry. Number 3. The third instance. I'm just giving you some scenarios in the Bible. Some real examples from the Old Testament. Where Jesus couldn't be defined. And the Bible said, and a man wrestled with Jacob until the breaking of the day. The shocking thing is Genesis chapter 2 verse 26. And, and, and the man said, let me go for the day breaks. This was Jesus. When you read the King James, you realize that the man, the word man is spelled with a capital M. That is Jesus. But the man was still undefined so the bible could only you see so firstly the bible called him an angel secondly stranger thirdly man he is undefined nobody knows that jesus himself said jacob let me go Abba. do you understand why the bible said so jesus was slaughtered to receive power you you cannot even look at his face how much more wrestle with him to a point where he he presses you to let him go Jesus said, let me go, let me go, let me, let me go. 
So Jesus in the Old Testament was not as powerful as Jesus after he resurrected. <laughs> oh God, I don't know if somebody is getting me. Maybe these are messages you will not get anywhere else. But this is the word of God. The Bible said, and the man said, let me go. That is Jesus. That a common man, a mere man, Jacob, can grab Jesus and Jesus will say, let me go. The Bible said, and a flame of fire appeared to Moses from the midst of the bush. Jesus was the flame of fire that appeared in the bush. What is Jesus doing in the bush? And he only appeared as a flame of fire. Do you understand these things? He could not be defined. Because he had not lost what he had to let go. He had not let he had not given his sacrifice. He had not made his sacrifice. And so Jesus was still undefined. Read the New King James. Read the King James version. You will see that the Bible said, and an, and an angel of the Lord appeared unto Moses in a flame of fire. You see that the angel is spelled with a capital A. That is Jesus. Whenever you see an angel with a capital A in the Old Testament, or a man, the word man, with a capital A, that is Jesus. But he was undefined. The Bible said he was the pillar of cloud that led Israel by day, by day and the pillar of fire that gave them light by night. He is not defined. At a point he's a man, at a point he's a stranger, at a point he's an angel, at a point he's a flame, at a point he's a pillar of cloud, at a point he's a, he's a pillar of fire. Think about it. He had not made his sacrifice yet. The shocking of all this, the most shocking one of all this, is when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the furnace of fire. The Bible said they looked and they saw that there was a fourth man who was with them. A fourth man. Jesus, who he wasn't even the first man. The Bible said there was a fourth man. Abba, that even among Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they are numbered one, two, three, and Jesus becomes the fourth. <laughs> and see what the man said. The man said, As for the fourth man, he is like the Son of God. He didn't say he is the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. And yet, because he had not been defined yet, they only said he is like. <laughs> is somebody getting this at all? He is the imagine that somebody sees you in town and the person says it is like you are your mother's daughter. Does it even make any sense? I am my mother's daughter. I am not like my mother's daughter. It doesn't make any sense at all to say that. For about 30 seconds, begin to minister. But because Jesus had not made his sacrifice yet, he could not be defined. So they said he is like the Son of God, but not the Son of God. 
I pray that anybody under the sound of my voice will learn the need to make their sacrifice and to let go, to lose what they are holding on to in order to gain the entirety of God and a new identity that people can define you. You see, wherever you go, people call you that fair girl. Wherever you go, people call you that man of God. Wherever you go, how come they are men of God that they boldly mention their names but as for you, when they are talking about you, they say that man of God, a certain short man, a certain tall man, a certain TikTok guy, you are still undefined because you have not made your sacrifice yet. You have not lost to God yet. So God cannot give you the identity you need. Prayer life, we are still sacrificing. Prayer life. We are still sacrificing. When people are talking about Archbishop Duncan Williams and they are talking about his church, they always say Action Chapel International. Why? Because his church has made the sacrifice and so the church is now defined and the people give the church its name and the people call the church by its name. But even as of now, some of us, we still have ministries and the only definition they give us is the guy who has a ministry, the man of God who has a ministry. How come they cannot name your ministry even though your ministry has a name? It is because prayer life is yet to make up the sacrifice we need to make up to gain a new identity by God. people when we put all the six D's together we are able to formulate this write this down that all the great men in Christ had to make the decision to have only one desire towards God by denying themselves and everything else to stay dedicated daily to the direction of God and his will. When you put all the six D's together, this is what we get that all every great man you have ever seen in the days of the bible in these times in the times to come any great man you will ever see in christ they all had to make the decision to have only one desire towards God by denying themselves and everything else to stay dedicated daily to the direction of God and his will. This is why when a ministry starts, it doesn't go international instantly. Do you understand? Every entity, every person needs to lose that thing before they can, they need to, they need to lose the first covenant before they can gain the second one or the second one will be in effect. The Bible says God takes away the first so that he can put the second in effect. (laughs) What did I say when you put 
the six d's together have you written this down have you been able to write this Or should I say it again? I need you to write this down and underline the six Ds. All the great men in Christ had to make the decision to have only one desire towards God by denying themselves and everything else to stay dedicated daily to the direction of God and his will Ah, what have you lost i have lost two jobs and my career as a computer engineer to serve in full-time ministry what have you lost i have lost multiple relationships to be married to my wife today what have you lost i have lost time and rest to be camping with you leaders now what have you lost i have lost passions and desires to be holy to my god to be a figure of holiness to be a figure of purity to my god what have you lost i had to i had to lose myself as an introvert in order to shepherd the people of god and to speak publicly what have you lost i have lost my anger and retaliation to still keep some friends and family in my life what have you lost i keep losing my money as tithe for god to bless me and rebuild the devourer for my sake now i ask you what have you lost what have you lost what have you lost because until you lose you are never satisfied to gain until you lose you will never gain you keep on making excuses for not being a part of our services until you lose those excuses you will never do exploits until you lose those stories you will never rise you wish to have a steady spiritual life you are unwilling to pay the price you are unwilling to lose something it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like that god takes away the first so that the second can be put in effect ha! 
die. Jesus had to lose his life to gain power. Jesus had to lose his life to gain riches. Jesus had to lose his life to gain wisdom. Jesus had to lose his life to gain strength. Jesus had to lose his life to gain honor. Jesus had to lose his life to gain glory. Jesus had to lose his life to gain blessing. Ah, it doesn't work. Even Jesus, who is God, he had to lose to gain. He had to lose to gain. Somebody, 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 deny yourself. Be dedicated daily. Stay on the direction, on the path of God. If any man desires to follow me, let him deny himself and carry his cross. And follow me. There must be a change in the lives of the leaders. There must be a change in the lives of the shepherds. There must be a change in the lives of those under the sound of my voice. Am I speaking to somebody? Let it be a shift. Let it be a change. Let it be a shift. Let it be a change. You cannot be the same after this shepherd's camp. You cannot be the same after this shepherd's camp. You cannot be the same. Somebody lose to gain. Say I am losing 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 to gain. Yes, my God. Yes, my God. Yes, my God. Say it until you believe it. Say, I am losing to gain. I am losing to gain. I am losing to gain. Say it until you believe. My God. 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 John chapter 12 verse 24 John chapter 12 verse 24 Jesus says I tell you the truth unless a grain of wheat is planted in the soil and dies it remains alone but its death will produce many new grains a plentiful harvest of new lives ah. what you have that you are holding on to is a seed lose it to gain lose that to gain lose it to gain until you plant it in the soil for the thing to die it will remain alone but its death will produce many new grains a plentiful harvest of new lives
verse 25 those who love their life in this world will lose it those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity the way you are so concerned about your attire, your outfit, your appearance, your public image, your money, your finances, these things, the way you care about these things, if you do not change, you will never receive from God. Let it go. Let it go. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity hear me people this is the word of god god bless you for being a part of the first night of the shepherd's camp anybody who is led to give an offering throughout the camp i don't know but anybody who is led to give an offering throughout the camp you are saying every evening i'm going to give an offering i just heard it you have my blessing to do so thank you god bless you tomorrow at 8 p.m i am coming your way with the second lesson of the shepherd's camp 20 23 the mobile money number is 059 6255302 059 6255302 god bless you so much see you tomorrow at 8 p.m bye bye